You know, Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Vixen, Comet and Cupid and Donner and Blitzen. But do you recall the most famous podcast of all? This episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast. Reflux capacitors, fluxing, crew to stations. Scanning for Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer, 1964. Prepare to rewind in three, two, one. Welcome, rewinders and new listeners to the Retro Rewind Podcast podcast where we take a fresh look at movie games from 15 or more years ago i'm your captain uh, captain of the pod francisco ruiz and i'm joined by your exo and mine paul the master red-nosed reindeer interrupter powers that's because we're a couple of misfits ah yeah a couple of misfits. that sounds about right uh but we also have for this discussion a couple of other misfits i don't know if you guys would label yourselves misfits maybe you're like the cream of the crop Cream. We rise to the top. Exactly. Rise to the top. top. There you go. But we have uh, here for our Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer discussion to close out our Winter Mist 2022 season. We, uh, we welcome aboard for the first time teacher and co-host of the Rushmore show, Kirk uh, Plaisance. Am I saying your name right, Kirk? I should have asked you that beforehand. Yeah, it's got multiple pronunciations, but I'll take that one. Okay. Plaisance is the like Renaissance. Ah, is oh. the- Kirk Plaisance. Glad you're here, Kirk. And in addition to Kirk, we have uh we have aboard youth pastor and other co-host of the Rushmore show, Andy Ricketts. Hey Andy. It's happening, guys. Excited to be here. Excited to have you here. Am I pronouncing you didn't say his last name right? I was about to say, am I did I pronounce your last name right? Or is it Andy (laughs) Ricketts? Pronounced Jones. Jones. Oh, that's Interesting <laughs> yeah, spelling no, gotta, for Jones. I'll go away or I shall taunt you a second time. I wasn't doing that, Paul. I was doing my Cajun. Anyway, uh-huh. <laughs> now that you have a quick flyby of who we are, Paul, can you give us a quick projection? Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Sure. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. The movie was released October 16th, 1998. It was rated G. It was directed by William R. Paul, Call, Paul, Call, Paul, Chuck Paul, Jr. Paul, yeah. Paul. yeah. Yeah. We're reviewing the 1964 version, the stop motion animation, Burl Lives. Oh, go back. Hold on. Rewatch that. Use the time machine. I have to re. Let me go back and rewatch the right one. All right. Rudolph the Red Nosed. Uh, sorry. Red hyphen nosed with the D reindeer yeah. was released December 6th, 1964. That one? Yes, that's the one. Thank okay, you. good. I, I watched the right one again. All right, here we go. All right. It runs 47 minutes and is rated G and is directed by Larry Romer. It was written by Romeo Muller, Robert May, and Johnny Marks, with lead stars being Burl Ives, Larry D. Mann, and Billy May Richards, and Paul Souls. Hmm. <laughs> the music was composed by Johnny Marks. Now, awesome. um, because this uh, wasn't released theatrically, mm-hmm. I just thought for fun, would you like to do the uh, the 1998 uh, box office trivia for that one? Uh, sure. Why not, Paul? All right. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, <laughs> the movie, <laughs> was made for about $10 million. Okay. And it earned only just over one hundred thousand dollars wow 
Wah, wah. So given this and the fact that it was released theatrically in 1998, how high in the box office do you think it ranks among the movies released theatrically in 1998? We'll uh, go for the top what? 500. Top 500? Oh my gosh. Okay. Wow. <clears throat> Andy, what is your guess? Uh, 418. 418, okay. Uh, Kirk, how about you? 417. Wow. <laughs> nice. Price is writing. Your co-host. All right. Um, no guess. Actually, I'll go with about 385. 385. Okay. So wait, was that Kirk or Andy that said that? Kirk. Kirk. 385 for Kirk. And then Ashley and Chess says 446. I'm going to guess a solid 499. Wow. So Paul, okay. where did it actually end up? Um, because the, the longest list I found was up to 200 and all the movies were in, in the top 200 made over a million dollars. Anything over 200 wins. So everybody wins <laughs> oh. this one. <laughs> you mean anything Wait, under 200 wins? Anything under 200 wins. Yes. yes. Wind landed at about 2000. So we yeah, all are it's possible. That's fantastic. <laughs> yes. Congratulations. Good. That's your Christmas gift yes. this year. <laughs> Merry Participation trophy. Just what I want. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for those factoids, Paul. And let's see if any of them factor into our memory mind mode or a subsequent roundtable discussion, which we'll get into once Alice has located our target film. Alert! Alert! Target located. Spoilers incoming. Establishing analysis vector. Coming Wednesday night, the Christmas classic, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, sees Santa Claus, and an incredible snow monster in Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Merry Christmas! Wednesday at 8, 7 Central and Northern, here on CBS. That commercial definitely brings back some memories about Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, but to give you some context for the things we collectively remembered most before our rewatch, here is our memory mind mode synopsis for this Animated short, or stop motion short. Rudolph is born with a physical defect, a.k.a. a shiny nose. So others try to cover it up with the sh with shoe polish. Shoe polish comes off, so Rudolph has a cast ha was a castaway, a misfit, and really was being bullied and picked on and then banished to Misfit Toy Island. Then his nose begins to glow, so Rudolph says, My body, my choice! <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> and runs away, hiding from embarrassment. Cornelius brings back Rudolph and Yeti, on a foggy Christmas Eve, Santa recruits Rudolph to help guide him through the terrible blizzard with the red nose as high beams. Rudolph's physical defect turns out to be a superpower. So after saving Christmas, Professor X what asks Rudolph if he'd like to join his special school for gifted students, providing, proving once again that your worth is determined by what you can provide for others. Uh, I mean, there are certainly some of this movie in that. I'd say on the whole, this was. But based on those memories, as flawed as they were, what range did they lead you to predict for this film before rewatching it? Classic, nostalgic, or tragic? Let's start with Andy. What was your prediction before you gave this uh, film a rewatch? I mean, this. The, Rudolph is one of the handful of movies that I just automatically lump into classic. I mean, it's, okay. you gotta watch. This is every year. Yeah. All right. Classic, Classic for, sure. for you. How about you, Kirk? Do you lump it in with all the other yeah. movies? I, I think um, 
I think one of the things I sent you guys was the fact that it is so nostalgic. It makes it classic for me. I okay. mean, like it is my childhood. It is everything about it. So yeah, I got to go classic, classic right off the bat. For prediction for Kirk. How about you, Paul? Um, I grew up uh, like most of us watching it every year as a kid, mm-hmm. uh, liked it as a kid. But honestly, I, through the years, I was growing tired of it and I hadn't seen it in a while, but I still predicted classic. <laughs> okay. <laughs> for me i predicted nostalgia just because similar to you paul i watched this a lot growing up but i hadn't seen it in years and i didn't have a huge any desire desire yeah, to watch it again I was, i'm same boat so i'm like <laughs> oh, it's probably just gonna be nostalgic um but it'll be interesting to see if those predictions pan out but first let's get into the things we liked most about rudolph the Rendo's reindeer let's spin up our fast bets all right, let's start with Andy. What is one thing you liked about Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? Okay, so there's so many great characters in this movie, but if, I, if, if I'm picking one that I just remember, it's Yukon Cornelius. He is an amazing yeah. character. The fact that he licks his ice pick for some weird yes. reason, <laughs> but I love it, and I, it's the one part I really remembered about it. So Yukon yeah. Cornelius. I- Love that man. As a kid, I, I legitimately thought that was a way to find. Me- that's how you find metal, like silver. <laughs> wow! <and> <laughs> you gotta lick it to find out. <laughs> it's my inspiration for growing a beard is Yukon Cornelius. Oh, I just really? need to get my. Wow! I need the mustache. It, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. He's gonna be like all. Oh. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna talk about Yukon in a bit later, but uh, uh, Kirk. Was Yukon Cornelius something you liked, or was there some other element of Rudolph that made your like? Yeah, it's it's on one of my likes. Mm-hmm. Uh, is obviously Yukon. Um, one thing that I love about him is that uh, he uses uh, it's thick as peanut butter, um, and I love <laughs> peanut butter. Oh, so okay. yeah, uh, uh, but yeah, he's one of my favorite characters. And actually, I kind of talk about it a little later. Something else in your so. tragic maker. I get it. Yeah, I, I I'm in the same boat. <laughs> Um, then yeah, what's not tragic maker? But yeah. Okay. What's something else you like then about this about this film, Kirk? Yeah. So one of my favorite things about the old style classic um, films is the voice acting, and yes. I love I love Burl Ives. Yes, I, I love those guys. All that uh, that they bring to the table. Burl Ives mm-hmm. kind of makes christmas as a kid Aww. listening to him so yeah that's i i, I kind of like voice acting i was why i like cartoons mm-hmm. i thought yeah, yeah. several of these guys are casted really well yeah i, I believe and yes. actually my wife told uh clued me into this i didn't realize that rudolph is actually voiced by the same person that voices uh tenderheart in the care bears and the A's nice. bears. interesting yeah interesting um but okay so the voice acting awesome paul uh did the voice acting make your like list or was there something else you enjoyed? No, I, I got to go back. Well, yes, I enjoyed that, but I got to no, go didn't. back to the it characters. It didn't make your like list. It obviously didn't. No, <laughs> go ahead. But it's because this isn't just a story about Rudolph. It is so rich with other characters. Besides Rudolph, you have Hermie the Elf. You have Yukon yeah. Cornelius, the Bumble, and nobody wants a Charlie in the box. <laughs> and then, of course, you have Hello, Clarice. <laughs> Wait, uh, yes. Uh, so anytime. Huh? Moonracer. 
Moonrace. Yes, the king, the Lion King. But wait, the original what? Lion King. Um, Hannibal Lecter's in whatever this? he is. Well, anytime that somebody mentions the line of of Hannibal Lecter going, hello, Clarice. I always think of this doe because I've seen this way more than oh, I've seen Signs of the Lamb maybe once or twice. Oh, okay. Okay. I wasn't catching that. Okay. Got it. <laughs> wow. So you like that there's so many other characters in addition to just Yeah. Leader. And and th those are just to name a few. I mean, there's like, you know, Santa and Mrs. Claus. Are, there's a ton of them in here. Mm -hmm. So I, I like the rich world of characters yeah, that this yeah. brings. Something that I also thought was really rich that um, so often people just associate Rudolph the Red-Nosed Ranger as that song, but there's so many other catchy songs in this yes. uh, film, like We're a Couple of Misfits and just uh, several others that were like, wow, this is really rich with with uh, with uh, music and, and fun yes. music that you're used to hearing around the holidays. Uh, so right. I thought that was really great. Uh, all the catchy That's tunes. also my next... Oh, that's your next. My like? next like is the songs, the jingle, jingle, jingle. We are Santa's elves. Yeah. There's always tomorrow. It's slow and boring, but yes, you know what? It's such a good message that there's always tomorrow. Is there um, though? Yes. We're not promised tomorrow. Not we're getting no, speculation oh, a little early. Tomorrow's gonna come regardless if you're there or not. That's right. Even if it, if we were in heaven tomorrow, it's still tomorrow. <laughs> But you know what? It's We're the most wonderful time, time of year. It's heaven again, Christmas, Paul. regardless. Yeah, right. So let's. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. full of wonderful songs. All right, fair enough. Uh, Kirk, uh, was there something that uh, really resonated with you, like a song or uh, something else you liked? Well, one of my likes was the idea that the whole the whole movie is based around Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the song, mm -hmm. and you hear it throughout the whole trope. So when, when I asked my son to sit down and watch it with me, he uh, he was like, I've never seen this before, you know, or whatever. And I was like, you've sung the song. And so he kind of went along with it and kind of saw uh -huh. how that, and actually, and Andy mentioned that he hadn't seen it in quite some time. I was like, dude, you've, you've heard the song several times. It's just the song. Yeah. Just, just yeah. put it up. Exactly. But I, I like that. I like all the songs. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a good, it's, it's got a good little mix. Yeah. I love that part in the Rudolph song where they're just talking about going to Misfit Island. That's so great. I love that they yeah. bring that. I'm just busting your chops, Kirk. Uh, Andy, what's up? The it's the extended edition of the song. Oh, okay. I didn't realize <laughs> that. Andy, what's up? The Dells you liked? So Kirk and I have talked about this a lot of times, and it's not just this movie, but any movie um, with good narrating. So I love yes. that, uh, that, I don't know, is it even Frosty? I don't know. It's the snowman. Right? <laughs> What's Sam his name? the snowman. Sam the snowman. That's Burl. Narrates the whole thing, and it's just like throughout, you just kind of get his little input throughout. It's, it, it's a great, you know, if a movie could do narration well, um, without losing you and, you know, keeps you through the whole story. It's, I, I, I love that. So a, a good yeah. narrating. Yeah. There's narrating for sure. Okay. <laughs> and good narrating, Francisco. Well, it's, it's not Samuel L. Jackson or Morgan Freeman. <laughs> <laughs> that would be epic. I would love to hear it that. It would be my well, favorite. Burl, to, to be honest, Burl Ives probably predates both of them as the quintessential narrator. So oh, that's true. That's fair. Um, well, we're Orson, isn't that Orson Welles' time frame also, though? I think he would be a yeah. good narrator. That kind of whole idea, yeah. yeah. Burl's better. Fine, whatever. You know what I think is better about this movie? What? 
that we learn that monsters can be overcome, like monsters in our lives can be overcome, and that they can that you can you know overcome them, and they can become our minions. <laughs> so <laughs> you have to start... remove their teeth. Yeah, yeah, you just have to remove their teeth, and then they are your so, your humble minions. Exactly. So mutilate them, yeah. and then um, embarrass them, and then uh, then they're your slaves forever exactly okay. you're there you're familiars whatever what have you the wholesome family family message exactly yeah yeah good for you the i've always wanted an abominable <laughs> snowman to put the star on the tree i mean that's it i just need one of them yeah it was yeah. you find one there's probably gonna have teeth so hopefully you have a dentist around and then you'll be your goal um or at least a elf aspiring to be a dentist oh yeah good, good yes point. yeah it could just so it doesn't be, have uh, to be licensed or anything no yeah, no, no just wow yeah. Well, let's aspire to give everyone our classic makers for Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. In fact, let's not just aspire, let's do it. So let's start with uh, Kirk. What's your classic maker for this? Yeah, uh, I'm going to go with a simple one. This is this is the first thing I thought of right off the bat was the whole Rankin and Bass style mm. of animation. Yes. I love um, that's what makes it a classic or makes it so nostalgic I feel to be honest is the idea of the stop animation I am fascinated by these kind of things mm -hmm. and thinking about how they could put that all together and and make it happen to give emotions to you know dolls and puppets and yeah, things of that nature that absolutely. they're kind of putting together I really like I really like that and and how it translates through other movies and other um different specials to be mm -hmm. honest so. mm -hmm. yeah, I, yeah I I honestly prefer their uh, like uh, traditionally hand-drawn animated uh, uh, films, I guess, or shorts to their stop motion, but they definitely have a, a style that I can totally see game behind. Stop motion. I'll say this. Like, I wouldn't want to watch a 2021 movie in that style. I mean, that's, it's outdated. It's, it's there, but that's what I, I believe is just really cool about it. Okay. I mean, I, I, it's not 2021. I forget when Kubo and the Two Strings it's came new, out, but that's one that's... Like, I was new. meaning new. You're what? I said I was meaning something new, and I that's just the first date that came out. Okay, well, whatever. Well, yeah, but you're talk, are you talking about the style? Uh, the you know, Sorry, and no, you can edit it, this out or keep it in. Are you saying that you wouldn't want to sit through a, a whole movie of their 2D animation style, or you don't want to sit through their a whole movie of their 3D animation well, style? What I was getting at is, you know, if I was to put out, I, there, there's a couple really cool uh, recent Christmas cartoons or whatever. You know, mm -hmm. even if you look at like The Grinch, how it's done three different times, mm -hmm. I think right. it's gotten better as it goes forward and with the new the new style. But because we're in 2022, almost 2023, and uh, I, I just probably would, it, it would be interesting, you know, aside from Elf, someone trying to pull that off and do those things again. Okay. Have you seen the uh, the the recreation art uh, fans? They remake the like the Hobbit or Lord of the Rings in the claymation style no, of the Rankin and Bash. Really, the, yeah. those are fun oh, to look cool. at. Yeah, I have to check that. Is that just on YouTube, Paul, or somewhere else? No, th those were images. They're still shots. Just oh, like, I was wind the whole movie. Come on, I know, but doesn't that sound amazing? That sounds cool. Yes. <laughs> uh, Thirteen birds and ten foot trees. Da, 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 and a fiery breeze. What funny little birds. They had no wings. What funny little birds. I can't remember the rest of the song. 
That's from The Hobbit. We're not covering The Hobbit. Let me get back on, on pace here. Um, something that was my classic maker, and you guys sort of talked around it, mentioned it. I, I really thought Yukon Cornelius was my favorite thing about this film. I could have watched a whole movie just about Yukon Cornelius. I think I would have been just as entertained. <laughs> hey, yes, we need a prequel. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I, I, I especially love the gag where he's trying to show his dogs how to pull the sled, and then all the dogs get on the sled, and he's pulling it. I thought that was just yep. so fun. So that that was my. I like Cornelius's humor. He has yes. a lot of good lines Absolutely. that are very dad joke like. Yes. Absolutely. Got to do, do the bumble. Um, Andy, what what thing did you love the most about Rudolph the uh, Red It's just fitting that Kirk and I are on here, and if you've if you've been a part of our show, kind of watched it, we have this term we like to call Crushmore. Yes. Me and thing, same thing, man. It's that animation. It is. It is quintessential just when I think Christmas classic, I can't help but see this style of animation. Um, yeah. And, and Kirk, you mentioned it. Um, Elf, my favorite Christmas movie of all time, pays uh, homage to it by by essentially just having that run through the whole movie. Um, yeah. You know, Good the luck scene finding where, your dad, buddy. Bye, buddy. Bye, buddy. Like, it's my favorite. I love the quote. But yeah, so the animation is just so so good, and and unlike you, Kirk, I would love to see a movie just completely done in this style today. It's so good. It's it's just so. What I think, you know, obviously, like technology has improved, and we don't need to do that anymore. But it just, it's just, it looks great. It looks classic. It, is it um, like you know, so sure they could do it really well with the with the with the advancements absolutely. today? It probably would be pretty awesome. You know, yeah, so yeah. it's it's animation. It's 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 so good. Awesome, very cool, Paul. That leaves you. I know you're an animation connoisseur. Yeah. Uh, was the yeah. animation your classmaker, or was it something else? It's actually. I'm going to go a little bit above and beyond with this. Oh. Uh, yes, I do love the character designs of the Rack and Bass style, and then I love the claymation of fulfillment of that uh -huh. and how it moves. I love Burl Ives uh, as the narrator. I love, like I mentioned, the characters and all the songs. But I think what is the best about this special is that it magically and beautifully incorporates all those things together yeah, in one yeah, yeah. and i think it's of the the sum total of it is is greater than each one of them separately but to have them all together in one special mm -hmm. is just amazing oh, okay very cool so it's it's see what more, you did there it's more yeah. than the sum of its parts essentially exactly exactly okay. very cool guys well there's not all sunshines and rainbows about Rudolph the Red Nose Ranger. So, oh dang it! I'm looking at my notes. There's one more thing I liked, guys, that I totally forgot about. I'm sorry. I, and what's that? That is stunning and brave. Each week, host Chris Cowan of the Bad Ball and B and Nate Henderson of some boring budging job confess their privilege, spotlight stunning social media posts, and fabricate outrage, all while keeping you super woke and enlightened. They will make you laugh. That's right. You have no choice. Check out Stunning and Brave. At stunningandbrave.net. Uh, they're they're pretty great guys, Francisco. But uh, what does stunning and brave have to do with Rudolph the Red Nose? Absolutely nothing. Which is what you are about to become. Wait, we're not. You lose. <laughs> Good taster. Um, yeah, there's no no connection, Paul. So I'm just gonna go to trivia. How about that? Oh yeah, that's good. Let's go with trivia right. about Rudolph, not about stunning yeah, and brave. Yeah, it's right? about Rudolph. 
Okay, cool. Just making sure. Did you all realize that when Yukon Cornelius throws his pickaxe into the ground and takes it out and licks it, he's checking neither for gold nor silver? The original concept for the special stated that Yukon was in fact searching for the elusive peppermint mine, which he eventually finds. This At scene was, end, yeah. has since been restored, starting with the 1998 home video VHS release. Is that the one you were referencing before, Paul? 1998, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? No, that, there is a, a movie. It's a different, oh, a whole well, another mo- other, separate movie. Oh, okay, okay. So called my Rudolph question, the Reindeer. Yeah, my question to you guys is, what stone or precious metal would you be willing to mine for if you discovered a vein of it under your house? So you'd have to like wreck your house basement or foundation, but it'd be worth oh. it to you because you found this metal or precious. Uh, so let's start with uh, Andy. Mine, mine would be, uh, and I'm blanking on the name of it, but um, adamantium, right? Isn't that in, in Wolverine's? Oh uh, my gosh, I meant a real metal. <laughs> okay. Why? Is this a real question? Why can't he answer? Fine. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love the answer. I That's want why. an titanium. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, or vibranium, adamantium, <laughs> from Andy. How about you, Kirk? Well, Paul stole my answer with vibranium. Oh, but- my gosh. <laughs> Krypton. I mean, we had to we had to put both precious comic metals in there. But, um, I mean, honestly, it'd probably be gold. gold. I mean, that's that's what's worth. That's yep. that's that's yeah. That's the George exactly of yep. valuable yep. metals exactly. Yeah. How about you, Paul? <laughs> Yeah, I, I'd I'd have to go with gold too. I'd I'd have to see what platinum's bringing in and see if it's worth it. Mm-hmm. I have to you know calculate the cost. Yeah, but I yeah, go for gold. As long as it's a significant amount. Uh, yeah, you know, upsell. I mean, we we're making a profit. Could, it, could you it, it Probably could be copper, and I'll take out the floor right about now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if there's enough, yeah. yeah. Could you mine? Could you be digging for Bitcoin? I mean, that'd be uh, my I answer would, is Bitcoin, but. For mining for Bitcoin? Yeah, I just yeah. install a uh, GPU farm under my house, and that'll be great. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to ruin my house and farm for the next 40 years to, to make $10. Sure. Oh, my gosh, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> no, great trivia, Francisco. Thank you. And now that we've all had some uh, trivial fun, let's find out what memories you, our awesome rewinders, had about Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. All right. Ashley Ruiz says, I remember watching this as a kid and my mom, why Rudolph sounded like Tenderheart from the Care Bears, not knowing that this predated that by nearly two decades. But seriously, Good Bill year. Ives' songs uh, songs make this movie a holiday classic. The story, not so much. Wow. Philip Hurd says, terrific stop motion animation. It's gorgeous art. It's, oh wait, he says, it's a gorgeous art form that has always been rare and demands incredible dedication. Wardell White says, thanks to CBS, Rudolph has been a part of my life since I've been alive. There was something yep. about hearing and seeing the rolling words, a CBS special presentation, then hearing the voice of Burl Ives as a snowman that marked the start of the Christmas season. It's a special that will always be special to my heart and hope it'll become special to other generations. The only tragic maker is if it's interrupted by a CBS special report. Oh, I hated those. They interrupted <laughs> And Michael Fraley says, I love this film. I have a soft spot for stop motion animation, and this 
just has enough nostalgic feel good to get past all the glaring plot holes. What? <laughs> kind of like how Santa can be a garbage human being. <laughs> well, your parents and would-be girlfriend have been missing for months looking for you. Who knows? Could even be dead. But enough about that. Or, or enough how about how you might feel about that, Rudolph. Who's going to pull my freaking sleigh? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness uh diane blick says the stop motion animation is what she remembered dustin warford says that licking your ice pick is the best way to look for silver and gold and nathan james norman says as a kid i was terrified of the bumble my kids not so much yeah i was scared of them too mm, like, me too that, that's a formidable foe uh stanley white says yukon cornelius he was the greatest of all time and then David Bobke finishes up the feedback by saying, I remember Raging Rudolph from Mad TV more. Hermie the Drill, Yukon Corleone, great Christmas memories. If I have Christmas wish to spend, I'd sure like to know what you all didn't like about this movie. Well, well you know, uh, uh, Bobo, we're going to get into the things we didn't like so much about Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer right now. Worst blows. All right, and let's start with uh, Kirk this time. What's something you didn't like about Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? All right, well, you guys mentioned it in the classic side of things and the good side of things. I I really didn't like uh, the idea that there are so many amazing characters that are in this movie that are not used in other Christmas films and other Christmas adaptations. I mean, like Cornelius and... Fireball. I mean, what happened to that guy? What happened yeah. to Fireball Reindeer? Like, what happened to uh, Hermie? I mean, like, what happened to all the misfit toys? Right? I want to know more, and I think we should celebrate some of these guys as Christmas icons. Absolutely. So. Here, here. That's... I smell a sequel. <laughs> Search for more money. Uh, yeah. Paul... <laughs> more peppermint. Search for any amount of money. Yeah. <laughs> Paul, what did you smell but didn't smell so good about this film? Um, we talked about how we like the, the stop motion, but, um, I, it, a lot of the stop motion just feels robotic in this when watching, it feels like I'm watching like maybe an, uh, an animatronic show, like yeah. just the way they move. Now I understand that like, okay, look, it, they're limited by budget. It's for TV. You know, they don't have all the time and dedication. 64, 64. Yeah. yeah. And I even even I, I had this on my my TV that automatically put it at 60 frames a second. But it, it still it's it's it still goes it, it moves robotically. If this can be improved in a way, one of the ways is to smooth out the movements of yeah, that yeah. animation. Well, if AI is good for anything, it should be good for that. So come on. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Get on it, AI. <laughs> and don't attack back. We'll darken the sky. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Actually, the year 2021. Um, Andy, what's something you don't like about The Matrix? I mean, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. <laughs> uh, gosh, there's a the weird love interest between Rudolph and Clarice. What? Like, weird? It happens How's it weird? In, it happens. Listen, guys, listen. Here's the thing. We're introduced to the characters, and immediately, yeah. I think you're cute. What? Where did this happen? Like, we haven't heard anything. Like, they just Clarice. met. What, what's happening? Um, I don't. It's it, it Andy. It isn't it obvious? Andy, Rudolph like, is hot. 
Andy, it's like it's mating weird... season and they're animals. Of course, they're going right at Listen, it. Right it is t- totally unnecessary to the movie. I mean, she goes and looks for him, but like, what what does it add to the? It's it's stupid. And it I gives don't think him it's, a think reason to go look for her. After no, no, the I like is, I like their relationship. I don't like it. I I don't think they sh- I don't think they worked out. I don't think it worked out. I think. Yeah, who maybe. hurt you, Andy? I, that was, you don't enjoy it romance. Reminded me of. I don't want anyone to be in love. I don't need love. <laughs> yeah. Keep your love of out of my Christmas special. I, I understand it's it's feelings based upon appearances, which we know is not necessarily a good oh, thing. That's true. That's it's true. setting up for a failure. So yeah, I can understand All right. that. All right, that's but, fair. I don't think Claire, Claire. Let's say this. I don't think Clarice was any better than any of the other ones who were making fun of him. I don't well, think she. She, she accepted no, him, but though. she talked to him. She, she 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 didn't make fun of him. Yeah, Therefore, it was her dad that was like, "Stay by his side." He, it's based off of looks that she was like, "I think you're cute." Like it wasn't anything about him. I think even in a positive sense, like yeah, she she stuck up for him. She liked him because she thought he was cute. It was again, what can you provide well, for me? I think you have, very, I mean, very shallow. And you had to go back to the time shallow. frame back in 1964. Look. What mattered? I, I know, but I'm just you know it's very shallow. I, I, I'm not. I don't think she was in it for the right reasons. Let me just say that. All I right. Think, I think you know what Rudolph's family money. I think there was some ulterior motive. We need to. We need to have <laughs> a child motive. panel looking in for the money. <laughs> <laughs> this once Santa realizes that what a cash cow Rudolph is, he's going to be rolling in dough. I got to get on this train. He while looks I on can. top of that peppermint mine. He exactly. looks on top. Yeah. yeah. He's, <laughs> oh my word well something i didn't care for so much is actually like mike fraley was referencing santa i don't get santa in this first when he's like whoa look at rudolph go and then his nose shows that he's actually has a, a red nose and he's like oh what a shame i'm like why is that a shame that he has a red nose and then later on it's like oh yeah oh you know what you can guide my sleigh even though i've essentially count you out this whole time what is and then he's like uh hates the song for no reason and even though it wasn't really a good song in my opinion but i'm just i don't think santa is a really good character in this at all he's not you don't likeable. like cranky santa no i don't like cranky santa i like he hadn't gained his weight yet was the- yeah his jolly weight by the way if you ever gain weight that fast you need to go to a hospital <laughs> yes, exactly. i love how they're like they're like don't worry we'll get him there yeah <laughs> as a kid i thought it was great oh good they did it but now that that kind of concerns me how quickly <laughs> that was done i oh, mean my word <laughs> um let's go back to paul what else concerned you about this film all right again the, it was really weird so you know that a head elf like herbie doesn't like to make toys he's also like the choir director and for a <laughs> moment in the middle of right before directing the choir his voice completely changes to a high a high voice and then when the song's over it goes I back noticed, to hey we need to practice and I everything i was like too. yeah what happened yeah like so strange uh, they need to yeah they need to redub that 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 line or something there that was way off yeah come on uh um Let's see who played. It. You could get a sound alike; it would be better because that was a completely different right uh, register, the tone and everything. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember what the name of that guy was? Oh, Head Elf. 
Carl Banas. Hello. Let's see. Are you still alive, Carl Banas? Uh, you are still alive. Get back on this. Re-record. Come on. What are you doing with your life? Doing a We should go, do a GoFundMe. What? Yeah, go exactly. GoFundMe for this. I think that's yeah. That's We're, all we need is five bucks. That'll that'll cover it, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> He's on fiber, I'm sure. Um. Okay. So uh, so that was yours, Paul. Yeah, that weird audio uh idiosyncrasy. Yeah. Uh, Kirk, what's something else you didn't like? Well, I I thought one thing that was really uh, I don't know it just didn't fit well with me was uh, when Moonracer or Moonraiser whatever his name is the lion is on the Isle of Misfit Toys mm -hmm. and the guys they come up and they're like we want to stay here and he's like no living thing should be here but um, what is he doing there then Yeah, like well, I don't quite understand rules the whole idea. for thee but not actually for me, to see if he was Kirk. a toy or to see if he was a god to see what he and. Uh, there are so many people out there that have no idea what the heck this thing is. Yeah. And uh, I thought he was a really cool character. Right. I just thought the line was weird. Like, uh, yeah, uh, you're you're like the Wizard of Oz here, and yeah. you're casting them out. Yeah, there should know. be some other reason for getting them off the island. Like, uh, you could even say, I, I've seen into your futures, and you have a, a purpose greater than being here. Something like that. I think that would have been cool. And or yes, you can stay, and then Rudolph knows, like, hey, if I stay, the Bumble will attack us, so I'm leaving, and then they leave to go find Rudolph. Oh, that'd be, it's very that'd be simple. Good too. They don't. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, retro no. fabulous fan fiction. Uh, yeah, that I, I totally get that, uh, Kirk. Andy, was that something that you disliked as well, or did something else make your dislike list? So my next dislike. Um, I feel like I'm just I'm going off the wall on some of these, but no but this thing bothers me so much is the noise that Rudolph's nose makes when it like <laughs> yeah it's so annoying. Why would it make a it's noise? The worst, it's like torturous. Like I feel like if you were to like if you were want to get information out of me instead yes. of waterboarding, if you just tied me up in a dark room and you continually played the noise of Rudolph's nose shining, <laughs> I would tell you everything you need to know. I would give it, away every secret because it's horrible. It's the worst it, sound. It, I agree. It made it would make so much more sense if they said it's not the nose that's bothering us; it's the sound exactly. protruding from it. Yes, <laughs> exactly. he had it coming. If that was the sound his nose made, he 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 didn't deserve any love. Again, going back. Well, to that, so. you can't help that. Is there? Can you guys think of any reason why it would make a sound other than like clogged have, nasal cavities? That whistle. It, yes, it's yeah. it's a direction for us. Well, I viewers. thought it was also pretty weird that they put shoe polish on his nose or whatever it was, it's and he mud, talked differently. Yeah. And not very comfortable. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then it fell off like a like it was a like some kind of hat on there. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Well, it's dried oh. mud. It just falls off. You know? <laughs> Kicks up, falls off. Um, the best thing about that cover is it blocked the noise. <laughs> At least muffled it. I mean, give me something. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Horrible um, noise. One one thing I dislike before we get to our tragic makers, guys, is, and I know this is going to fly in the face of what some of you guys said. Why do we need a narrator snowman? Why do we need a narrator oh, get at all? Out of here. No. There's so no, much. Get out. You can. Ah! He can set up the movie. <laughs> I set up the story, but we don't need him throughout. I'm like, I'm watching this and I don't need you telling me things. I can see with my eyes what's yes, going on. Do. You don't need to handhold me here. I don't 
guys, I want to apologize because for yourself, Francisco okay, that's fine. That's is fine. A, a bro lives hater. I don't know why, <laughs> but he we've covered other things he's been on, and we he have? just hates him. Yes, what else I don't know why. has he been on? I don't. I don't. Oh, now I have to look it up because I don't recall off the top of my head. But I remember having this discussion like how you don't like bro lives. He's such a classic voice. Oh, of, I love that time. Just a good narration. Yeah. In fact, the whole thing could have been narrated. Oh, he we don't have to take the time right only now. Only narr only narration. No video. I yeah. I don't know, guys. I'm I'm not on board with all of that. So I don't know what to tell you. It's just not he I feel like it wasn't so much his voice or anything. His voice was fine, but I don't think we needed his over his dialogue to I felt like it was is like the they thought they had to show and tell when you really just you're you're doing plenty of storytelling just with the show and you don't need to tell us also what's happening. It's like, okay, I'm not a baby watching this. I know you're targeting this for like really young kids, but I think they can handle this. I uh, yes, it can be done without it, but I think it's better with it. You think it's better without? I think it's okay. better without. It. Yeah, yeah. Um, you watch it with you watch it silent, and you'll tell me it's a better movie for sure. Um, I just told you <laughs> no. You won't be able to hear the nose. That's exactly. That's yeah, what see, we're we're already finding positives. Okay. I would gladly take the awful noise of the nose to keep her alive. Oh my gosh! If that's what it takes. Well, let's see what it takes to make a tragedy maker for all of us. So, Andy, start oh, with yours. Dude. What did you hate most about Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer? Some of you guys already talked about this, but I think it was the overall sense of body dysmorphia that the dad and Santa promoted throughout this yeah. movie, like yeah. horrible, horrible. Mm -hmm. Like has there been another movie and probably so, but there ha has there been another movie where Santa is like that much of a jerk other than like bad Santa, like, but, but yeah. where it's actually Santa being, a, it's horrible. Like I think about yeah. like my kids it and like now having this, like, is Santa really like that? You know, like this horrible, I, I, I you know, oh, it's just, it's yeah. not good. And Silent then, Night, you, Deadly Night, that's hey, a, another bad Santa one. Okay, maybe, yeah, so there's a few, right? But, but again, but my there, kids there, aren't it's watching not, that. It's not, a, a, in, it's not portrayed that way in family-friendly ones yeah, most yeah. of the time. Yeah. It's very it's, out of character for yeah, Santa. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. The fact that Santa's like talking to his dad and like, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. Yeah, How can I you have yeah. a kid that horrible son like his nose is red. Now, again, the, the noise of the note, right? That's whatever. But yeah, like this Santa sucks in this movie. Yes. Let me just, can we just be, can we just be blunt and just say it? Santa sucks in this movie. Amen. Yes, absolutely. That's, that's the tragedy. That's horrible. Mm -hmm. uh, Kirk, I'm curious. Are you going to crush more Andy's uh, tragic maker? Or did you have something else in mind? Notice that, that was quiet. I am definitely crush mooring this and, uh, I was definitely the, the very, the, the glaring thing that came out, you know, you gave me a list of things I had to write down and I was like, what are the things I hate? And it like opening scene, Santa's here bashing, mm -hmm. like, uh, uh, like the, the Rudolph as a little child, exactly. and he's like trying to pronounce his name and stuff. And he, <laughs> and he bashes him again later. Um, when he, when he does the reindeer games and falls, Comet bashes him, uh -huh. his dad bashes him, his mom. The only one that likes him is this ridiculous elf that nobody likes. And anyways. Clarice, and then Clarice likes him too. On top of that, on the top wrong of reason. That, 
the elf gets dissed by the main elf. Yeah. Right. So they're just all dissing all over the place. There's this like I was like, this is supposed to be a family fun Christmas movie. And now watching it again as an adult and kind of like trying to analyze it a little bit. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, I never realized how awful uh, some of these characters are to Rudolph. Yeah. You know, you hear it in, in, the, in the little jingle, the song. But watching it, it's pretty bad. It's yeah, pretty bad. I almost wish there was more of a redemptive or uh, element to it or a forgiveness element. Like there's an like there's some part of uh, Rudolph struggling with like he doesn't want to help Santa because of all the pain he caused him. But he realizes he cares more about those kids. And so he's going to forgive Santa for what he did um, and move on to to help him. Well, and- then you. People would argue, did he really forgive, or he just saying that the the kids are more important? Either way, it'd be a good discussion, and I think that'd be better than, oh, I'm going to use you now because you're you you're useful. I think that's a better message. Honor, sir. All talking about this whole thing again, going back to Moonracer and all that. He's like, hey, could you tell Santa to help these crazy toys? And I'm thinking, Santa don't like this kind of thing. He don't like (laughs) things that are on. This is, I was sitting there, there's no way Santa's coming to pick these guys up. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I obviously reason. knew the end of the story, but I was like, no way, yeah. no way. Yeah. So strange. I can understand that, yeah. Yeah, I feel like there's there's pieces of morals of this film that they never, like, cohese or uh, congeal into, like, a fixed point. This is what we're supposed to take away from this, other than if you're born a misfit, maybe you can find others like you and form a community and tell you rise above them and go off to do something good. I don't know what it's trying to say. Um, well, the reason why I can understand that is because uh, let's keep this Crushmore avalanche going. Oh Cause my. I agree a hundred percent that there's the prejudice against all, every, almost all the lead characters in this from the head elf where he says, you'll never fit in. Then we talked about Santa. <laughs> Be ashamed of yourself. What a pity! And and even the 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 Lion King is all. Uh, everyone has has the prejudice all around, and yeah. it's like, yeah, you you got to create a villain to the story. Oh, we did that with the Bumble. We made him good. Well, we got to create something bigger that they have to overcome. Okay, let's do prejudice. Like, hey, this is the '60s. Let's talk about this. <laughs> and it's like. <laughs> Uh, wow. We we don't need it to that level, guys. It it just it 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 doesn't. Uh, I how, how should I phrase it? It brings it down. It could be this this special could be so much better without that. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I almost feel like maybe it, it would have been just fine if Rudolph and Hermie thought that they didn't belong because they were different. Like they didn't like how they were and being different, so they go off. And it's it's actually you know no we 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 need you to be a part of the our our we need a dentist we need someone to to head the sleigh up but it's you guys so are it's important. okay if the rain like it's okay if the reindeer kids call them names but not not the not adults Don, not not Blitz saying hey no more inviting him yeah exactly exactly all right because I mean kids are kids and they're mean so that yeah. makes sense um yeah. but you know what I'm gonna stop the crush more. In its tracks. I'm gonna hold back the avalanche with my 
my my muscles of to pull the reins. Yeah, I'm gonna pull the reins in on this crush. There you go. That's much better. Whoa! Uh, I said whoa. whoa. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. What a pity. Oh my gosh. Anyway, <laughs> no shame here, because the thing I hate most about this film, and it's a silly thing, but it is it's mine all the all the while. Why would Hermie? Have a dentist book. How would he even know what a dentist was? Unless there's a dentist there already, which obviously there is not. Amazon. There's no Amazon in 1964, <laughs> Paul. There's no libraries that we see. There's nothing. There's no FedEx. reason he would have a dental book. Unless they all they had to do was throw in mm. someone. Oh, I, I hit you right on the slate once up. and brought this back with me. Just something. No, nothing like that. Just he has it. Why? 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 I, I'm i glad you brought this up, Francisco, because this was one of my hates as well. Yes. I had to avoid it. But the, the whole idea of Hermie the elf, he's obviously not an elf. And it's obviously what elf took the idea from. I mean, like he it doesn't have pointy ears. He has weird hair. He's got different eyes. He's he's a little boy. He's from somewhere else. Yeah. So, he's not oh, bald. Like all the other elves are bald. He doesn't he fit the trope. Yeah. There's somewhere. I want to know where he came from. And I wish they wouldn't have given it's him an a, obvious a where he came from. He came from the dentist's office with that <laughs> yeah. book. The, the stork switched the dentist child at birth with an elf. And, yeah. uh, okay. Maybe, maybe this, maybe the head elf was actually a failed dentist prior to his job that he took. Oh. And he's, he's huh. saying, you can't take on this because I know. Maybe head elf was looking out for Hermes the whole time and said, look, I know. Which there's makes no him the hero. No Great. That's Which, fine. Look, Set yes. that up, movie. We we need prejudice to be the hero of this flick. <laughs> wow. No, that's learning from past mistakes, Paul. Come on. Oh, okay. Anyway, yeah. now that we've He's entered all our trajectories into the firing computer, else do you have a firing solution for us? Firing solution complete. Rating salvo at the ready on your mark. All right, guys, do we rate Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer a classic? We'd recommend anyone go see it, whether or not they've seen it before. A nostalgic, it's worth watching again if you enjoyed it as a kid or growing up. But if you've never seen it before, check out something else. Maybe the 1998 one. Uh, or, or, uh, <laughs> I don't think so. Or is it a tragic? We recommend no one see this. If you've, seen, if you've never seen it before, keep it that way. And if you have seen it before, don't sully any good memories you have of it with a rewatch. Uh, let's start with our guests. Uh, first, let's start with Andy. What is your final reign for Rudolph the Red-Nosed Ranger? Having predicted classic, did it stay there or drop down? Yeah, so I thought classic in the beginning, and I'll tell you why I switched it. Not to tragic. I, I just went to nostalgic. I, I heard tragic. I heard tragic. I'm going to mark down tragic. <laughs> <laughs> I went nostalgic oh, because of oh. this. I watched it with my eight and my five-year-old, and about five oh. minutes in, they said, Nah, we're going to go find something better to do. And they didn't really oh, care wow. for it. And then I realized this is probably just my childhood that I'm 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 bumping it up a little bit higher than I thought. So I'm going to keep it in nostalgic. I think it's still good enough to watch. I will watch it. I think it's a great, you know, I don't want to say classic, right? But it's one of the iconic ones, right? That that is just in the lore of Christmas um specials. So but I'm going to go to nostalgic because I think it's a little bit more to me personally. Okay. Nostalgic for you. And by the way, my kids watched it with uh, me and my wife, Ashley, and um, they sat through the whole thing. 
But they're like not impressed at all by the bumble. They're like, yeah, he's not scary at all. I'm like, no, he's scary. Rawr. And they're wow. like, no, he's not. I'm like, oh, come on. Uh, <laughs> well, just for point of reference, oh. if this is for any new listeners, how old are your kids, Francisco? Oh, are they like 18 at and 24? At this point or? in time, 2022, they're, <laughs> yeah, they're that old. Um, they are 10 and 7. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Kirk, let's go with you. How old are your kids? Now, uh, how do you rate Rudolph the Red-Nosed Ranger? <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I originally rated it classic. Mm-hmm. Um, watching the movie, I watched it with my seven-year-old uh, yesterday mm-hmm. um, just to kind of catch up. And sat through it. He liked it. Um, he actually encouraged him to want to watch more of the old classics. Oh, um, cool. So- and, and I'm just going to throw that out there. I still think it's a classic. I, I think it's one of the ones that regardless uh, what your age or where you are, it's a staple of Christmas and you must sit through the torturous 30 minutes because it is mandatory, right? I don't know how many minutes and- it really is, but like and it's so almost an hour. So unlike yeah. Andy's kids, your son is cultured. That's amazing. That's so nice. <laughs> yeah, well, he he really wanted to move on, uh, <laughs> to be honest. But it, he wanted to watch more movies, though. He he, he didn't run away. That's right. That's right. That's he great. held him against his will. Oh okay. well, that <laughs> sort of makes watch sense. this with me. <laughs> um, now, so we have just nostalgia? a heads up. My other two kids uh, are uh, thirteen and twenty twenty. Two now, and neither one of them would ever want to watch this movie. Uh, oh. So, just being honest, Paul. Yeah, it's good to know you had predicted classic. Yeah. What's your final rant? Yeah. So I watched this with my nine-year-old dog, and he was not interested <laughs> at all. But <laughs> um, uh, no, this this is a classic for for me. I enjoyed this. Had been a while since I seen it, and this is actually the first time I saw it in HD. So before it was like that that tv the the kind that we had watched earlier when we were kids it was amazing to me to watch the detail of like it looked like like you're like this is like a set and these are moving objects on a set so that was fun for me to watch this time around mm-hmm. um i i thoroughly enjoyed it I, the the positives far outweigh the good i recommend anybody watch it it's a classic for me i would say i think I appreciate it more if I wait, not if I don't watch it every Christmas, yeah. but if I wait every other year or even five years or more in between mm-hmm. each one, I appreciate it more. So I'd recommend that. Yeah. Uh, for me, I'm pretty much in line with you, Paul. I, I was, I had, though I had predicted nostalgic. I, I really, I did enjoy watching this again. It was fun going back to it. And I, I, I had forgotten how much I liked Yukon Cornelius and mm-hmm. I'd forgotten how the misfit toys really uh, fit into everything, so that was cool. Sort of rediscovering that. I hated Santa more, but um, yeah, I I, <laughs> I thought oh, on the whole, definitely uh, a worthy entry, especially with like the, like you said, where we mentioned before the songs, animation. Yeah. So according to the retro- those you, those songs, you can go ahead and listen to every year. Those are fun. Yes. But, but according <laughs> to the Retro Rewind podcast, we rate Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer a disputed classic film. We recommend anyone go see it, whether or not you've seen it before. But now it's time to get back to our own time. Good old 20XX. 20XX! Comsat online. Receiving incoming transmission. Feels good to be back. 
But we wouldn't have been able to travel back to 1964 to begin with if it weren't for our amazing reflux capacitors, namely Jared Holzauer, Deborah Powers, Brian Keane, Patrick Hicks, Chris Count, Geek Devotions, The Untold Podcast, James Kennison, Drew of the Sawcast, Ashley Ruiz, Pastor Deucin, Kenneth and Redeem Dotaku, That's Our Josh Adams, D. Tungsten, Andy Lewis, Jeff, The Dapper Man Reviews, Mr. Loss, Daryl Hafner, Rosie, in addition to seven other awesome patrons as well. Thank you all so much for keeping the gigawatts coming. If you want to keep us help keep us flying and get bonus content for your generosity, head over to RetroRewindPodcast.com slash support to start. This, 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 this stream sponsored by PaulJPowers.com. And while we're thanking people, we want to give a big bumble hug to Kirk Palance and Andy Ricketts for their support. <laughs> It, with their thoughts about Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. And uh, since I like to go alphabetically, we'll start with Andy. Where can people find you online? Is there anything cool you got going on? Uh, I have the Rushmore show going on. So, I mean, yeah, that's what we're here. We're uh, we're part of a podcast going on a year now. Well, we're just about to You guys have a podcast? Where are the yeah, chances? We're not strangers on the... <laughs> yeah, so you we got to try that out, Francisco. <laughs> We, uh, yeah, we rank our top four of things and we have a lot of fun and we talk about pop culture cats and ways to eat peanut butter. So a lot of fun stuff, man. Very cool. Uh, yeah. Which was right, episode was... four, by the way, if you want to. Oh, I was okay. way back. <laughs> Where, yeah, yeah, find, where, YouTube, we're on YouTube, the Rushmore show. On YouTube. That's, okay. That's I was just for... about to ask. Okay. Go to YouTube for the Rushmore show. Yep. And Kirk. <clears throat> Yeah, Thank same you. thing. I mean, you can find both Andy and I on all the social outlets individually um, as we're both we're both youth pastors. We're both teachers, to be honest, uh, which is kind of kind of ironic. And um, uh, but we started the Rushmore show about a year ago and uh, it's been a, it's been a fun ride. Yeah. December 20th will be our our, our year uh anniversary if you will awesome. and um yeah you can find us on youtube as with the rushmore show they're on all major social media outlets as well so yeah! very cool thank you again so much kirk andy my red nose uh awesome co-host paul and all you yeah. new and old for another fun voyage Thanks for calling out my drinking. You're welcome. And you can find me at pauljpowers.com at pauljpowers.com. This podcast is a proud member of Culture Box, a curated collection of podcasts, videos, and articles that will provide you a balanced meal of content. You will find culture celebrated for its past and future, satirized for its extremes, explored in study, and created anew in story. Point your web browser to culturebox.media. As Nathan just said, we are now part of Culturebox Media Network. You can find all the shows unpacking truth through story, comedy, and geekery at culturebox.media. I think that's on the web. Whoa. With that, Captain, we are on final approach to base with Rudolph guiding our way because he's a slave. <laughs> Hopefully the mumble, yeah. the bumble's helping him. But thank you, Exo, and thank you all for listening. We pray you are more joyful today than when you first hit play. But like a Pokemon, we gotta catch you all for our 10-year anniversary episode on Chrono Trigger. Have a hunch is a pretty good episode. On our next uh installment of the Retro Rewind Podcast. Retro Rewind Mission Complete. Proceed to Nap Point Omega and return to base. Yeah.
Do you think Yukon Cornelius kidnapped that Bumble? Uh, maybe. But let's talk about another kidnapping in our review of the final episode of Firefly. Yeah. Ship like this, you with it to the day you die. Retro. Because it's a death trap. The part of rewind. Pretty cunning, don't you think? They were robbed of time, young indeed, made them poor, burnt out on dumbness. What was it all for? The Firefly now, what reviews will they find? The hero of time, retro of rewind. <laughs> we gotta go to the crappy town where I'm a Yes, it is our final installment. Paul didn't listen to that anymore. Uh, <laughs> Of our and reviews. there was much rejoicing. Oh my gosh. Yay. <laughs> of our reviews of Firefly as we make our way to our Christmas episode this year of the movie Serenity. And what episode did we cover this time, Paul? All right. This is episode 14 titled Objects in Space. It was released December 13th of the year 2002. So 20 years ago, almost exactly. Wow, craziness. Now, Captain, can you give us a one-sentence synopsis of this episode? Can you do it one last time for Firefly? A bounty hunter sneaks aboard Firefly to capture River, but River somehow gets the upper hand and gets all the crew together to overcome the bounty hunter. I love my captain. Thank you. I try. Uh, <laughs> awesome, guys. Well, let's go through and say what would be our classic maker of this episode. Actually, and uh, before I do, Andy, uh, have you seen Firefly before? Or is this your first time watching? Yeah, I, I watched episode 14 this week. That's the before. <laughs> okay. How about you, Kurt? <laughs> so before this watch, you haven't, you've never seen it before. No, no it's Serenity, fireflies, no Fireflies, nothing. Fireflies outside, like actual Fireflies. That's, that's the closest that I've You have little spaceships nice. outside? That's amazing. Yeah, their yeah. butts glow and everything. Yeah. How about you, Kurt? So, yeah, I um, have been wanting to watch this for many, many years as I'm a sci-fi fan. Oh, cool. And it's, I actually watched episode one probably about 12 times. Okay. In my wow. Nice. And I've never watched episode two or further. <laughs> so I've always kept trying to watch it. And I was like, yeah. And then uh, when I knew this was coming up, I'm like, man, I'm going to push through. So yesterday or the day before yesterday i started watching i probably watched two or three each day this morning oh, cool. i ended up watching I, I skipped forward yeah i, I took a, a a a little blast of the past and fast forward and watched the last episode Very so cool. okay yeah all right so let's go around and say what our classic maker like our favorite thing about this episode was uh let's start with you kirk what did you really enjoy about this episode um, well, I, 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 I kind of liked, um, well, I got a couple notes here. I'm just going to go with the, the, the obvious one for me, Nathan Fillion. He's yeah. just, he makes the whole show for me. He's the only reason I really wanted to watch the show, um, to be honest. And yeah. I really, I really like him as a character. And I kind of had that feeling that he was going to show up and be the guy to rescue at the end. Oh, so, did you? Oh, wow. I was like, oh, come on. It's got to be him sooner or later. Well, I, nice. I almost felt like River was the one that rescued everyone. 
one, but but no, not. but he's the captain is the one that got rid of him. River couldn't. Well, I'm talking about at the last moment. Yeah, there he, when we, yeah he's the one that know, pushed that object out. River's the one that told him to go up, get out of the spaceship. Yes, when the plan, yes, the whole our, thing yes. It, it wouldn't have happened without River. Yes. yes, ultimately River did do it, but it it was by the captain's hands, which yes. was a nice. Right. I will I yeah. will take that. Yes, absolutely. But yeah, absolutely. That I can totally get behind that. I have a man crush on Nathan Fillion. That's no secret to anyone. Um, <laughs> uh, Andy, what's something you enjoyed? I, I know this is totally fresh to you, but did, was there something yeah. you liked about this episode? Uh, one thing. Um, That's it. The fact Where that the credits roll. Alan, Alan, Alan Tudyk is in it. Yeah. So I love yeah. Alan Like him. I, I had no idea he was in it. And then it cuts to the scene. I'm like, oh, there he is. Cool. There's something I like. So I found one thing. The <laughs> fact that Steve the Pirate from Dodgeball is on a spaceship in 2002 is really yeah. a- awesome. So, Francisco, yes. this, he's hardly in this episode. Would you recommend an episode of Firefly for Alan Tudyk fans? Oh. Which one would you? I mean, certainly the the pilot. I think he, he's ran the pilot. Um uh, especially the dinosaurs. dinosaur He's thing dinosaurs. yeah it's it's a great so intro um yeah. and then i guess war stories because him and mal are like have the one where one. they get captured yeah the one where they get captured plus yeah he seems to be in that's when i would think he's in the most yeah yeah so those would be my my mind yeah that's pick. good call Honestly, it's just the fact that i saw him and i was like okay there's something i can really i, that's I, good I, enough. I feel some <laughs> nice. so, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Uh, Paul, how about you? What is something you really enjoyed about this episode? I liked the plot mm-hmm. of a uh, skilled assassin, by the way, which I thought was a very fascinating character yes. in and of itself. Yeah. Yeah. And then the idea of how do you get rid of such a character yeah. and how that all played out, I thought was great. Yes. And it, I think that, man, I am so torn because that character is so interesting, but I really dislike him. I don't like that. Yes. He... You're supposed to not like yeah, him, but yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think it's a great foil. He's an excellent foil for rivers, uh, cunning in outsmarting him. Even when, yeah. even when, and they, they do a great job of setting up with like the gun at the beginning that she has that maybe she is designed to leave and, and, I'll leave everyone, but that she's just playing him the whole time, which I think just incorporates her even more into the crew. Cause I, I think that's great. So oh, I really liked, yeah. um, and you wouldn't have had as good of a payoff if that villain Ju- jewel, jewel early, jubal early, something sure. early was. Yeah. Was yeah. Yeah. Early. That's yeah. Jewel yeah. early. So, okay. Those things we liked. Um, what didn't we like about this episode uh maybe nathan Phil wasn't enough or alan tudyk wasn't enough but no uh let's start with you again kirk what didn't you like about objects in space yeah i just lost my train of thought because i was going to give you another one i like oh but uh let me we just do um, a short snapshot reviews for these fireflies some of the things that i didn't like well one of the things that i really didn't like was the reveal of her in river in the spaceship i oh, really I... wanted her to be a part of the spaceship yeah, yeah. Oh. i think that would be really cool actually yeah i was like really? really hoping that that was what was happening and we're now she's this weird psychic spirit in ship the boat, thing and yeah she's gonna be like 
like oh, navigating wow. them in their future and she was going to be like the vision if you will yeah uh, kind of that voice i thought that would be really cool happened, too. i was like oh well okay that's cool but it was a twist but i would rather yeah. i don't know yeah i would no, rather the other way i completely I, go i'm on board with that i think that would have been a very cool direction to go for sure I'm going to have to disagree with you guys. I think I like the practical outcome of, oh, I didn't see this happening. Right. And it's this is how it was done. I appreciate rather than, oh, she's not human anymore. I love the she's plot twist. <laughs> I was just, as it was happening, my brain was moving around trying to figure out what I missed in yeah. the four episodes that I didn't watch. Yeah. That was somehow putting her in the space. I was like, now I have to go back and watch because. Yeah. Something happened. Gotcha. And then it was like, oh, it was all a ruse. Yeah. Like it was all a, yeah. So you may disagree. Although they do reference things in this episode of the like the past yeah, four episodes. They absolutely do. That, <laughs> Which I was yeah. like, I don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> um, Paul, so you disagree with you that that with uh, the desire to have her merge with the ship. But what did you disagree? Yeah. What was disagreeable about this episode to you? Well, one of the things I found confusing was at the beginning um, where they're doing these alternate takes of of when she's listening in on people. And I didn't understand it. Is, is she hearing their thoughts like, oh, this is what they're, she, they're really thinking? Or yeah. is this what she thinks they're thinking about her? You know, that's not necessarily what they're thinking, but she thinks that's what they're thinking mm -hmm. about her. Mm -hmm. Or is it like, or, or, or what's going on? Or even like when... When he's she's talking with the assassin, he starts doing all these multiple takes. I'm like, what? I found it confusing mm. of, of what exactly was going on. But the thing that is the worst is um, is that there's not enough Alan Tudyk. There's not enough focus on the main cast. Yeah. As So when I first saw this run on Fox when it first aired, I only saw a few episodes. Mm -hmm. And... And this was the last one I saw because I didn't know it was the last one they aired. Yeah, but yeah. I, after watching that one, I was like, eh, yeah, I don't need to watch any more of this. And I stopped watching it, not knowing that it had been canceled <laughs> after that, because it's just like, if this is what it's all about, it's, uh, I, I, you know, I, I can do better elsewhere, maybe. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, so I just thought it was less of the main cast, even though it was an interesting story. Mm -hmm. There's something about it. I don't know what quite what it is that when it's more of an ensemble, it, it feels just more whole, more, more. Yeah, there's just more uh, resonance. And it. all the characters were in it much yeah. more than some episodes. Yeah, yeah you yeah. know, I don't know. I, I can't explain it. Yeah. But anyway, uh, Andy, what was something that uh, didn't resonate with you about this episode? Uh, honestly, everything that wasn't Alan too. Oh my God. Uh, no, um, yeah. no, <laughs> no, I, I, gosh, so many things. And again, I only watched episode 14. I have no sure, frame of so. reference. Yeah. Yeah. I get anything that. that's happening in this, I, I, I could sort of, I guess, kind of pick up on like what's sort of happening. Obviously I don't know all the backstory mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff, but the fighting was horrible. The, the choreography of fight, like it's like, yeah, like what, what's it, like, and then at the end when he just throws him into space, and it's yeah. like nah, it's over. Well, that sucks. That's all like, it's, <laughs> like, just, it's like he's just like, well, uh, that's all I can do. I'm floating away now. Like it, it's, I, it's I so what, yeah, Andy. What, I what, what would like you do, Andy? Right before they filmed that push, and oh, they were like, like, let's just end it. Let's just. <laughs> 
ended. It's like it's. I felt like I felt like they knew it was canceled. And they're like, ah, screw it, whatever. It's over anyway. Like <laughs> they just like were like, we're not even gonna think about this. We're just gonna oh bye. Like, you know, I will say it's hard to believe for an assassin that well prepared isn't prepared to have like some sort of jet propulsion, mini jet propulsion yeah, on fair. his suit. Yeah. Good point. Uh, yeah. Um, all right. So I that I was not expecting that, but that's fair, Angie, I suppose. Uh for me, the thing I disliked I the most was I I I I think it's sort of similar to you, Paul. I though it's from a different take. I prefer the the heist episodes where there's a mission and they're going on that yeah. mission. I don't like where there's the the only the only caveat to that is I uh, is the out of gas episode where it d- ev- does everyone's backstories, which I love seeing that. Yeah. But other than that, I prefer the ones where they have a job and they're trying to do the job and there's danger and they have to figure out a way. So out. they're like doing the main action rather than the main action happening to them. Exactly. Is that exactly. It? Yes. Okay. Yes, yes. That's a good that way makes to sense. It. Yeah. So that's and that's just my preferred story for these characters for this group. I'm not saying that's for all things, but for this, that's the way I prefer it. Um, all right, guys. And now let's talk about real, real quick. What I can guess this for the our two guests, but. What character did you resonate with the most in this? Uh, Kirk, was it Nathan Fillion? Honestly, my favorite character isn't Nathan Fillion. Oh, my favorite character is Jane. Jane, yes. Um, and and I I just like his whole arc. Um, yeah, I liked. Okay, so it bounced from episode six or whatever I was on to that one. And in the beginning, kind of seeing all the, the, the and I was like, I, I can't wait for the Jane Mal fight and argument where they're going to try and flip and who becomes the captain and all that kind of thing. Uh-huh. Oh, and yeah. I, I actually love his, his trope. And so yes. I, I, I just really like that character. I'm Fillion's the beast, but yes. um, yeah, there it is. Okay. I, I'm going to go with Jane. Jane. Nice. How about you, Andy? Uh, it's not Alan Tudyk. I don't know. I mean, I watched one episode. I, I liked the doctor. What's the doctor's name? Simon. I liked how he was like, he was like talking yeah. back to the guys yes. holding hostage and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Funny. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh. I like him. Yeah, yeah. How about you, Paul? I actually like River in this. Yeah. The absolutely. way she was able to outsmart. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I really enjoyed is at the end in the spacesuit. When she's talking to the captain outside in the spacesuit, there she looked and acted like a child that everyone described her as through the whole series. Yeah. And I finally got that genuine, like, happy childness exactly, in her. Exactly, yes. And I was like, oh, this is the river we need to see more of. Yes. And then they cancel it. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Well, it's because you didn't want to watch anymore, Paul. If you would want to well, watch more, they would have oh. ca- kept it going. It's all you. All you. I blame Joss Whedon. That's right. Everyone else does. <laughs> um, uh, for me, I it's pretty much the same, Paul. Uh, River. Mm. I just really liked what she went through, though. I think it would have been cooler, like you said, Kirk, if she had become merged with the ship. I think that would have been fascinating. Nah. I thought that would have been cool. Yeah. All right. Based on this episode, if the series had continued, oh, based on this episode, would you want to go on to see the movie Serenity? Because there aren't any more episodes. Oh, so interesting. Would you want to uh, go on to see the movie Serenity, or maybe in Andy's case, go back and watch the series? Uh, let's start with Kirk. Did this episode sort of like captivate you enough to want to seek out what happens next? I can tell you this 
was not the one that would have made me want to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole joyful. series, to be honest, is just a cult classic type thing. I had already had planned to do that. Mm-hmm. It wasn't because of this episode. Um, it was a decent episode. Yeah, It okay. just is what it is. All right. How about you, Andy? Uh, no. <gasps> oh, my, <laughs> yes. oh my gosh. It. How dare Interesting you? Interesting take there. I, I mean, I don't know. I've only watched episode 14. I don't feel like I can give it a fair assessment. On, no, on you that. give if it I, the I, most fair. This is this is actually the best like question. I, I hated it. I'm just like, Whoa. I don't even know what I like. It was just not good. No. But again, again, I, and I hear you guys talking about some of the stuff that happened earlier, and I would be interested to maybe go see that. But if I'm just basing it off of what yep, I have actually yep. seen, no, exactly. no, I don't want to. All right. Yeah, totally fair. Exactly. I, I, I'm going to go ahead and, and just jump right in because that's the, exactly how I felt when I first yeah, watched yeah, yeah. this. Um, it, so my answer is exactly the same. Absolutely not. <laughs> uh, but after this is my first time watching it completely all the way through. Oh, okay. And now I really like uh, before it, I, I hated this episode like, oh, I'll watch all the other episodes. Fine. But I don't want to watch this, this one again. Uh-huh. But watching this one at, because I watched all the ones leading up to it and they made references to previous mm-hmm. one mm-hmm. and because i had the that character growth and development from those previous episodes i was more involved in this story and yeah. i really appreciated and really enjoyed this episode this time through awesome okay. so um to answer your question no i wouldn't based on this episode alone but um i also want to give a uh just a, a hey there um it's this episode's unfair to ask that question Very. because it's it's so unlike the rest of the series yeah. it's 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 one of those episodes that isn't a good episodic one that is only really paid off if, after a long series yeah yeah and i'm in the i'm in the exact same boat this is one of my least favorite if not my least favorite episode of the whole series it's my least favorite yeah. definitely it's yeah. just i mean it's it's there it's an object floating in space but it's not <laughs> anything all that uh memorable to memorable to write home about but seeing the whole having seen the whole series i totally would want to see the movie having had that investment of time and really learn le- uh growing to uh adore these characters so much so that so based on this episode no based on watching the series yes absolutely all right guys sure. well thank you so much for another uh review of firefly According to the Retro Rewind podcast, we'd recommend don't go and see the movie after watching this episode. (laughs) (laughs) But until next time, stay shiny. And good night. Don't let the space bugs bite.